What's going on, you guys? Welcome to the Radio C Podcast. This is your host, Christopher Zamora. Welcome to another episode. So today I want to speak to you about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not the ones that came out in the mid-2000s, nor the ones that just recently just came out last year. I'm talking about the original one, the 1974 one. I recently saw that movie again. The movie is actually pretty good. You know why? Because there was no other movie like it. There was no other movie that showed how these type of movies were made back in the day. This one showed what a horror movie can actually be. I know that Halloween came out in the late 70s, but this one came out like in the mid-1970s. This one came out before Halloween. This movie was one of the movies that inspired what a horror movie can be. I had to say that almost every single Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie I have seen, they're pretty good. None of them are actually bad. This is like the only franchise I gotta say that there is no actual bad movie. Well, maybe I could be wrong, but like the ones I have seen so far, I haven't seen all of them. But the ones that I have seen, those are all pretty good. I've seen the ones that came out in the early or mid-2000s. And the most recent one that came out last year. And the original one, the 1974 Texas Chancellor Massacre movie. I gotta say, those are all pretty good, and none of them are bad at all. Leatherface is still scary as hell. I gotta say, the probably the last one that came out in 2022, Leatherface was kind of different. Like, his character was way different than the other ones that came out. He was mostly like Michael Myers in a way. Because, like, in the original one, He's like always grunting and he's like always frightened and stuff. We really did not get anything like that. The one that came out last year. But the 1970s one, man. The 1974 one. Dude, I've seen the movie twice already. And it's good. I enjoy that movie. I thought I would never have said that. But yeah, I do enjoy that movie. It's just good. It's not it's not as good as the Halloween nineteen seventy eight one, but it's it's up there, man. It's up there. Since I guess that in the nineteen seventies they didn't really have CGI. They had to rely on practical effects. And that's what made the movie scary and also the, the sound effects they use as well. This one made the movie succeed. And also the cinematography, man. Dude, the cinematography is good as well. There's no other movie like on that era of movies that were just like that. It was something unique and people were so invested in watching this movie. Like I saw a documentary saying that this movie got banned in Europe when that movie came out and around the late 
90s in I believe in 1998 that's when it got unbanned because finally somebody that banned the movie they retired and now the person that was in charge they unbanned the movie for a very long time it was banned because it was very violent and people were afraid that kids will might get traumatized from this movie even one part in the documentary there was one of the creators he said that his daughter she was afraid <laughs> cuz she like stumbled upon a scene where in Leatherface he was chopping off somebody's head off in the movie and then she was very afraid and she ran away from that studio like she, she was on the set and she just stumbled upon that scene when when they were shooting so yeah <laughs> for a little girl. <laughs> But I think like the best scene overall of that movie has got to be the dinner scene. Dude, the infamous dinner scene. This is probably like the scariest scene I have seen in a movie. Not in just horror but like in anything probably. It's just so disturbing and, and so scary at the same time. Even the actress herself, she felt like they were filming a snuff film instead of an actual horror movie. Like you could tell that the actress herself, she was very scared. She said herself in the documentary that I saw for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, she wasn't acting for that scene at all. And like, I I think they actually shot. that full scene probably like more than 20 hours or so i'm not really sure of the exact number but i know it's more than 20 hours so it took them that long to actually shoot that horror scene and man oh man it did pay off but it somehow did left a lot of traumatization for the people that were involved mostly like the actors Most of them did get injured, but like the one who played the main character, she got the most uh injured. And like I said in the dinner scene, she was traumatized and when she jumped the window as well, I think the stunt double she also got injured and yeah, man, I can't imagine how they filmed that movie. And it was during the summertime on a house uh they had no air conditioning yeah I, i saw the documentary it was it was very interesting planning to do a, a video about the texas chainsaw massacre but i still had to work on it it's, it's gonna take some time but i'm ready man I'm, i'm ready to dive in into it like i have a few uh points i have made for the video that i'm making but it still needs a lot of work i still need to get my thoughts together It's a process, man. It's a process to make a in-depth horror video. Like I've been doing those videos for about I would say since 2019. Jesus, it's four years already. Yeah, I believe my first one it was the the Chucky one I did. It was what if Chucky took Andy's body? Like he became Andy. and Andy's soul was transferred to the doll. That was my very first video I did. 
And it took me a very long time to do it. And you know how long it actually ended up being? Just eight minutes. But those eight minutes actually got me over 30k views. And I was so surprised and happy that I actually got that many views for that video, man. So awesome. That was my biggest video at that time. But now my, my biggest video is actually the Domino's uh, video I made for Red Dead Redemption 2, which is a, a video game, a cowboy game. Red Dead Redemption 2 is so epic, I had to make some video of it. And so I chose the uh, mini games for Domino's. A lot of people at the time, maybe even now, they're still confused on how to play Domino's. And so I made a, a quick video, probably I think it's a five minute video that I made for that topic. And I have over 50,000 views for that video, man. Yeah, it's just so crazy. That's my biggest video as of right now. And I don't have a, a bigger one that, than that. <laughs> maybe someday, maybe someday I'll get a million views on one video. Hopefully. Well, I actually have had made over 2 million views for one video. But it's a, a YouTube short. For me, I don't really count those. Because I think mostly the, the full length ones. Those are the ones that people will always come back to. Because I don't believe there's a feature yet for YouTube shorts that they, they can actually save the the short that they like and then come back to it again and again and again. Yeah, but I'm not really sure. I had to look into that. I have about probably 2,700,000 views. I know it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of views. But anyways, I'm still am proud. I still am proud that I did made that many views for that one video man so epic so insane that i made that many my other biggest one for youtube shorts was probably around uh i don't want to lie probably it's about 60k 60k views and it's for boxing videos since i'm a fan of boxing I like to make YouTube shorts for boxing. The fight that I'm really looking forward to is Trevante Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Those two are like the top guys in the lightweight division. Trevante Tank Davis, he's a beast, man. And <laughs> man, I, it seems like probably Trevante might win against Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia is, is also another beast. I think he's 24-0, and 0, I believe. But he's the most popular out of the two. But anyways, the the one who has the best record is Gervonta Davis. And he has also fought the better fighters in that division. He has fought Mario Barrios. He's also fought Rolly Romero lately. Yeah, man, um, he has fought great fighters. He's the one who took their O. Yeah, and for Ryan Garcia, the only fight I have actually know of his was actually when he fought this guy named uh, Campbell. He got dropped on that fight, but then he got back up 
and then he took them down and that guy he never came up again yeah it was a easy fight for him but like for me i want ryan garcia to win because i believe he can win but like he has to be very careful with gervantes davis power that dude has power and ryan garcia has speed and power i think speed can beat power but like ryan garcia needs to focus more on his defense a lot too if he doesn't focus on that then it's lights out for ryan garcia there's still time man there's still time for him to train well i don't know we we don't even know what day they're actually fighting but hopefully hopefully man is this year because man that would really suck if it's not this year we're probably gonna have to wait until next year or i don't know in another fight i'm I'm sorry i'm sorry this is not all <laughs> related but sometimes I, I do this guys sometimes i just go off topic and just talk about anything just anything related not, not just only horror but right now i'm just speaking about boxing but then we'll come back to horror probably so the next fight i'm really looking forward to is deontay wilder versus andy Ruiz. that's gonna be a great fight deontay wilder came back from a loss against tyson fury well actually two losses two losses against tyson fury back to back the guy that he fought he knocked him out in the first round you don't get that in boxing a lot <laughs> i wasn't even born yet probably the last person that might have done that was mike tyson because i seen his highlights and man he was a beast he was a beast in his prime but yeah he has knocked out the guy that he just fought in the first round andy reese i feel like he's he's a technical fighter and he can actually take punches but i don't know man i have no clue how he can take deontay wilder's punches that man is scary man even when he fought tyson fury tyson fury did get uh thrown like i think twice twice in the third match and and probably once in the second match i'm not really sure that's the only match i didn't really see i saw the the first match they had he did get dropped on round 12 now that's that was crazy then the way he just came back up it looked like it was just lights out for him but then he came back up and they ended that match in a draw yeah but then on the second one tyson fury won and on the third one as well tyson fury took the victory the way tyson fury took those punches from deontay wilder and then came back up dude that man is insane hopefully we get tyson fury versus Usyk next for him but we don't really know because i don't know what tyson is doing right now i'm not really sure if he's actually gonna fight francis Ngano, which is a, a ufc star francis Ngano 
he he has said that he wants to be in boxing, but like I don't really know what they're gonna do yet. I don't really know if if it's gonna be like MMA or in boxing. They say it's gonna be a mix of those two. I don't know, man. <laughs> they just say whatever. But hopefully, man, hopefully we do get Alexander Usyk versus Tyson Fury. That's the fight to make. That's going to be probably the most technical fight ever. <laughs> or maybe just for Usyk. Because Usyk is smaller than Tyson Fury. And I don't know, man. Tyson Fury, he's not a great puncher. But, like, if he traps him in, like, in the corner, I don't know, man. I feel like Usyk might be in trouble with him. It's crazy that Usyk actually defeated Anthony Joshua. I really thought that Anthony Joshua was going to beat him in the first match. And I was so surprised. My brother told me that Usyk is pretty good. And I didn't even know. I was tuning in by the ending of the first match. And the decision, it went to Usyk. Yeah, and I was so surprised. In the second match, I feel like that one was more competitive, like in the middle rounds. Anthony Joshua was getting good punches on Usyk. <sighs> yeah, Usyk does deserve that win. Those two wins against Anthony Joshua. He's pretty good. But I don't know, man. Against Tyson Fury, it's going to be a one hell of a match. It's going to be a very competitive match. And now, let's go back to horror. I actually bought Dead Space. Yes, man, I actually did bought <laughs> Dead Space, the remake version. But I didn't buy it on the PlayStation nor the Xbox. I actually bought it on the Steam Deck. Yes, I actually got a Steam Deck. If you guys don't know what a Steam Deck is, that's a, a portable device where you can play it in handheld mode. And it's a, a PC, supposedly. And you can actually buy the, the dock separate with the Steam Deck. And so far, the Steam Deck is actually pretty good, but very pricey, though. I actually got the, the one that is 512 gigabytes. And that one cost me <laughs> over $700. Yep, yeah, it was a bit pricey. But it was kind of worth it. I said kind of because the battery is bad. Yeah, it's very bad. When I was playing Dead Space, I noticed that the battery life for the Steam Deck, it only lasted around an hour and probably 30 minutes. It wasn't that much. It isn't that much. And supposedly when I searched it up on the internet, they were saying that it was going to last about two to five hours. No, no way. It was an hour and 30 minutes. And But the battery drains fast too. Yeah, that's the crazy part, man. But the cool thing is about the Steam Deck is that you can actually emulate video games. 
I thought that was something that you couldn't do on the Steam Deck. That means that you can play old video games. Like from your PlayStation 2, PS3, the old Xbox. Yeah, you can play all of those games that you want to. You just had to emulate it. I'm not really sure how to do it yet. But someday, probably, I will learn how to actually emulate at least just one game. To see if I can actually do it. Hopefully it's not that difficult to do. I just gotta f find that on YouTube or so. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be worth it. Oh, and also gotta say that Nintendo, they actually brought something cool to the system. Now you can actually play Game Boy video games on it. I only got the $20 a year uh, agreement. I've actually been playing the Game Boy games a lot. And the one I have been playing the most was Super Mario 2. Yeah, Land of the Coins or something like that. Yeah, I've been playing it a lot and it just brings back the memories, man. I remember playing that game when I was younger. That was probably... The very first game I've ever played in the Game Boy Advance. That was the system I, I had when I was younger. Yeah, man, it was so fun uh, replaying the game. And I actually did get far this time. Since, like, when you're younger, you're not really patient with the video game. But now that you're older, <laughs> you're more patient. And you know what to do now. Yeah, I believe that was awesome. And I think that was cool that they released something like that. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they release Luigi's Mansion, the first one. I've never played Luigi's Mansion 1, nor the second game. The only one that I have actually played was Luigi's Mansion 3, and that one is on the Nintendo Switch. And that was the very first game I actually got for that system. If you buy a system, you need to get a game with it, right? And the big game that I got, that I chose, was Luigi's Mansion 3. I don't know, man. I don't know what it is about Luigi's Mansion that I like. Maybe it's just the colors, or maybe it just takes place... In the nighttime, yeah, it's just so fun. It's a really fun game, and I don't, I don't believe that there's no other game that is that I have been invested in in playing so much. The first time I actually played it, probably it took me about maybe a week or so to actually complete it. It was a very fun game, but. Um, like I said, I'm just really hoping that they release Luigi's Mansion 1 and it's going to be awesome if they actually do that. Really awesome if they actually pull it off with Luigi's Mansion 1. But I think it's in the 3DS. So I don't know if they're actually going to release it on the Nintendo Switch. Maybe so, maybe not. You don't really know how Nintendo thinks 
maybe they will, maybe not. Well, guys, I think that is it for this podcast. If you guys enjoyed it, make sure to follow me on my social medias, which is Samora underscore 3005 on Instagram and my YouTube channel, which is Christopher Zamora. Christopher is spelled with C-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R and Zamora, Z-A-M-O-R-A. And wherever it is you're listening to the podcast, guys, make sure to follow it. If you're listening to it on Spotify or on iTunes, make sure to follow it. And also recommend this podcast to one of your friends or family member that likes speaking about horror-related stuff, horror movies, horror video games, anything horror-related. So, yeah, man, if you enjoyed it, give it a follow. Give this podcast a follow and recommend it to someone. If you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. And as always, guys, remember, live to the fullest. Bye.